Here we go. Folks, this is your host Cameron Ivy of Privacy Please, and thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. Tell your friends about it if you like it. If you don't, let's just pretend you didn't listen to it. Thanks again for coming in, and we hope you enjoy the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Privacy Please. I am your host Cameron Ivy, and with me, as always, Mr. Gabe Gums. Gabe, how you doing? I am well. It's good to see you. It's been a few weeks since we did this. It has. I think you got married recently. Uh, you've been, you know, going on honeymoons and stuff, just being all, all fancy that, over all there. All of that may have happened. All of that yep. may have happened indeed. Yes. yes been a, yeah, absolutely. Well, congratulations. Um, and we're happy to we're happy to be be here interviewing one of our one of our new guests here. Uh, his name is Tom Kelly. He's the CEO at IDX. Tom, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, great, great to be on the show. We were chatting before you started recording, but I should have known. Gabriel, congratulations. That's wonderful. Recently, you know, a newlywed. That, that's that's terrific. So I'm happy for you. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you wanted anybody to know that on the show, Gabe, but uh, now they <laughs> do. do. We, don't we edit stuff out on the show? I mean, we can always edit. No, we don't. No, not unless, I, I, not I, unless it's, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, you should take note. There's something <laughs> wrong with our edit button. So it's hard to edit things. By hard, we mean we don't edit things. So there's no I'm cutting okay, room you know, floor. Something. I'm okay. A lot of people have tried to edit me out a lot of different times <laughs> in my life. And you know something, it hasn't worked yet. So if you guys can figure it out, they're going to be calling you to find out what your trick is. <laughs> right on, right on. We're not even going to bother trying. Good stuff. That's fair. <laughs> you know what? Um, I think I think that is a perfect segue into the first question of the show, right? Tom, mm-hmm. tell us about yourself. Okay, sure. I'm uh, uh, Tom Kelly. I'm at the CEO at IDX. I've been here oh, a little over four years now, and or maybe just about four years, somewhere in that general range. I, uh, I've been in the tech space for a long time. Uh, the uh, got my start in software and semiconductors, the early days of, of Cadence Design Systems, uh, electronic design automation. Um, I mean, the very early days from zero revenues to a half a billion, there was, you know, different companies forming together. And one of the companies, the company I was with that kept forming with to become Cadence, there was 12 of us and we ended up being over 3000, you know, it was a, you know, in the Cadence. So it was a great run. Then I went on to uh, frame technology, which we sold to Adobe. I was, I was, I've been a C-level exec in all these. Uh, and then uh, on to Cirrus Logic Semiconductors large semiconductor come. And then I kind of decided I wanted to go back to emerging growth again. So I went back and did a series of emerging growth companies that in all the software space uh, that either took public or sold a uh, wide range of, uh, of uh, software companies and sat on a bunch of external boards and uh, kind of moved into security about eight years ago, uh, eight years ago, nine years. It was creeping up on it because of the world we live in. You were a consumer of security products, aware of security threats, et cetera, et cetera. And then uh, eventually I found myself right in the spec, right in the middle of the space with uh, some of the firms that I worked with. And uh, uh, and so been in the security space for about the uh, last eight plus years. That's awesome. That's uh it's an interesting ride. So, security and growth space is that is that equally where that, that in the section has oh, yeah, occurred? Absolutely. And then of course at IDX, security and privacy have increasingly been morphing. And Indeed. so while my background before IDX was security, IDX has been more, you know, the core of IDX has been more breach response, identity, identity, uh, you know, basically protecting inv- individuals who have been uh, the victims of a breach, whose, whose PII has been exposed. And we've moved from there into privacy matters to, to inter, you know, to intersecting privacy on that. So, uh, and of course you can't, uh, you know, your security, your privacy, your identity, everything's intermingled now. And, uh, so that's the background. i um, uh, been married for a long time. So congratulations, Gabriel. I've been married 40 years. And, uh, so, uh, long time, probably maybe longer than you guys have been around maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, not maybe now. Gabe's, Gabe's not going to tell us. No, you don't have you don't have to acknowledge. I'll just say, yeah. you, and, and if that's not the case, you're all looking really good. Okay. 
Excellent. 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 <laughs> mission. IDX sounds fascinating. What's the mission? What, what, is, what, what, what are you guys trying to achieve? What is the mission? The mission is to create, to give individuals more control over their privacy and their private life, their identity, as they operate in a digital world. Okay? That's our mission. To the extent that we can provide them the tools, the capabilities to create a safer environment for themselves and their families in this digital world. That's, that's the, uh, the mission. And I think that's increasingly becoming a difficult challenge. It is an increasingly difficult challenge. What you're describing is shifting the power balance um, that currently exists, you know, in terms of who owns their sensitive data and what they can do with it, their private data. Um, and uh, the, we've we've had a couple of conversations on this show with different folks who who have dimmler take d- different takes on this. I'm um, including myself. I I am I, I'm very much the the data socialist, right? I think that I think the data belongs to the people. Data to the people. That needs to be our <laughs> slogan, by the way. Data to the people. Data you can, to can the have people. it, Tom. That one's all yours. Um, data to the people. Uh, but there are some significant barriers to that from different angles. So are, are you focused primarily on, on kind of, you know, how folks like myself and Cameron and our families um, retake that control? Or, or are, you, are you trying to solve this problem through some different uh, route? Well, I think it's, it's both. I mean, for example, I do an awful lot of I spent a lot of time in Washington, D.C. We do an awful lot of work with the U.S. government, other agencies. I advise, you know, I do a lot of advising on the Hill um, mm-hmm. and, member, you know, members of both House and Senate and, and others. But I guess I start with this. I always believe that that I'm not a, I'm not a big believer in, in government intervention in, in, in markets and in free markets. I mean, there is a place for it all, of course. I am not a I'm not a complete. Uh, wild, wild west, you know, let everybody run and see what happens. But the the fact is, uh, these companies, these great offenders of our private world, uh, have shown no indication that they will, in fact, regulate themselves. None. Okay? They talk about it, but there's not one indicator. So we do believe, I do believe that we need to continue putting pressure and focus on the responsibilities, what I call corporate responsibilities. Healthcare, for example, has moved in that area with HIPAA and other kinds of areas. We see that emerging there on healthcare. But now you also see in healthcare, the overlap between Google doing deals with major healthcare providers, which holy smokes, it's uh, it's talk about the great, the great privacy and secu- the great privacy villain getting together with healthcare, some of the most sensitive stuff, to, to go out and, and advance initiatives. So I believe you go after the enterprise, but I believe you almost simultaneously have to educate and arm the individual to do the best they can while operating in this digital world. It's kind of a long-winded answer. I apologize. No, it's but we are, it's both both directions. How do we decouple that? As, as an organization such as yours that's trying to tackle this problem and as a user, as an end user, as a society, how do we decouple? How do we get rid of our reliance on this, this trade, this lopsided trade of my, my, you know, all of the things about me for what is arguably extremely valuable, but I don't know that, you know, we're, we're, we're pound for pound, you know. Right. Yeah, it's, t- it's tough to ask somebody to 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 put a put a number on that trade. That's but, right. But How you do know, you but do if, that? you're, if you're sitting around my dinner table and you're my kid, okay, and this comes up, and these are all they've got their uh, their businesses going on. They're, they're going out there. They got to they they're going to want to succeed. They're going to have to participate in, in in this world. I don't. I'm not asking or suggesting any of them that they should go off and you know live as a hermit in some place completely off the grid. Hey, some some folks will choose to do that. That's that's theirs. But I think if you're going to operate within the digital world. You're going to accept a a certain amount of change in the privacy. You know, accept some some level of that, and b be very conscious of the tools that you can deploy to protect what you can, and in fact, uh, be very conscious of what you then share, even when you're not completely blocking this. Mm-hmm. I put it a good example would be if you get dressed at night or undressed in your room 
with the window there. If you leave the shade up and the lights on, anybody walking by is going to look in, okay? Can look in. And there are some people that do that because, hey, pretty cool. Take a look. <laughs> you know, hey, we're on it. You know, uh, yeah. not in my neighborhood. <laughs> or I should say, not not at my neighbor. I should say, not at my window. That would be a that would be a sad day for whoever's looking. But the the fact is, uh, it is you know it is a uh, that's a, kind of a given thing that we've always been aware of. But you know, somebody if you're doing that could still sneak up with your window shade down. And peep through the blinds somehow. The right, peeping right. Tom, unfortunately, right. you know, you not know, to be confused the, with the looky loos. There's the looky yeah. loos and the peeping Tom. Yeah, but the peeping Tom, you know, when they get spotted, they get arrested. But right. now you have the peeping Zuck, okay? Right. The right. peeping Zuckerberg, the peeping Zuck, and they're out. He's out there peeping all the time, okay? Yeah. Peeping every way possible. Some people have their blinds completely up. They're sharing everything under the sun. He doesn't have to look too hard. Mm-hmm. And some people are trying to protect it, and he's scraping every bit of information he can because his business model depends upon it. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you what. What um, what what I appreciate about your analogy is I made a decision years ago not to um, set up any residence inside of that neighborhood, right? Which is to say, I never had a Facebook account very intentionally, yeah. like ever, like never had one and shut it down, like it didn't exist. But knowing that I drive around and near there and that sometimes there are people in my vehicle that live there, you know, I know there's information about me in there. There is information about me is in there, even though I've not. I guess you could argue I have stepped foot inside of of their neighborhood, but I haven't really, you know, set up any residency in that neighborhood. Like, And and yet there it is. I, I do for all this. I have a Facebook page. Okay, I use it once a year one time a year to post some things for a, uh, a, uh, a, you know, a, a, an organization, a community, uh, a parish, quite frankly, that I'm involved in religious event that I post on there once a year. And, and the people I'm connected to on that page. And that is, that's all I do. I don't, re, I don't look at posts. I don't respond to posts. I go in there, but I'm sure I've got data on me that's been in there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm pretty darn careful. We set privacy standards on these pages but you and I all we know now that there are companies out there in this recent Instagram blow up in terms of you know what Instagram is doing to kids and you know especially teenagers one of the toughest times in their lives and you know going after that. Uh, I, I apologize. I I also live under a digital rock, and for the rest of our listeners that live under the same digital rock, what what happened? Well, this was the discussion regarding Facebook's own uh, internal analysis that identified the harm that's being done to uh, to teenagers out there, wow. uh, to teens uh, by the Instagram. You know, it's hard enough, you know, in teens, we go back and remember our teen years. And by the way, generation to generation, that's always been the case. Teen years yeah. have been, uh, th- th- those are those are tough years. They can be good years, they, but they have their highlights and their lowlights. Right. And mm-hmm. now, now you have... Uh, you know, your teen years are not just what happens in school, not what just happens on the playground, not what happens around the family and this. Now it happens in this digital world, which is all kinds of bad things. I mean, you know, if if say you were subject to getting bullied and that happened, I mean, it happened when I was a kid, it probably happened when you were a kid. I mean, yep. whether it was you or somebody else, you, did, you either received it or witnessed it. OK, it was one of the two. Now you, it can, can occur constantly in these uh, in these forums. So these are. Uh, uh, these are the kinds of uh, the, the threats. So I always advise the uh, you know my family members, and they ask me um, the uh, they ask me. I just said you know you know use a VPN, be very good in your passwords, be understand what your security settings are. You know I'm going down the whole list of things, and I said, but most importantly, be really careful what you post on me on social media. Be really careful what you share, and it's uh, it's you've got to start with that. Tom, it's amazing. Um, the amount of uh, personal information that people like all of us share on a day-to-day basis um, about their lives. And and like, I'm talking things that you don't need to be sharing to even your friends. Um, But people, people use it almost as a, either for attention to, to have people reach out to comment. So they feel like they're connecting with others to maybe get uh, some kind of, I don't know what the word is, but validation. 
validation. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And it's not, it's not healthy. It's not, and it, it not, especially not healthy, teams. but not safe. You know, the old, there once was a time if you went on vacation, you know, you would, what would you do? You'd stop delivery of the paper coming to the house. You'd, uh, or the, you know, you'd, uh, you'd make sure you turn, maybe even have one of those little, uh, what is it? The old, the old uh, light, uh, the timers, yeah, that, turn it on and off. What went on and off to make it seems like people were gone. Maybe you would even call, maybe you're in a small community, you can call the police department and say, hey, you know, we're gone. So you drive by some, some small communities do that. Now, what do you do? You take a picture of mom, dad, kids at the airport with the sign that says headed to Hawaii for the next three weeks. And of all this, data, I'm thinking, you know, hey, that's pretty cool. But uh, that is uh, it's just an example of mm-hmm. just the total change in uh, perspective. Or you ride up beside somebody's car and it's got a picture of, you know, the little figures, you know, mom and dad, the three kids, the dog, the schools, all yep. the schools. Blah, 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 blah. You, you, you know, you can sit there at the stop sign and, and within about 30 seconds, I know an awful lot about that person in the car up there. Right, 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 right. It's like Disneyland for for pedophiles, thieves, um, just anyone nowadays compared to. You got it. And, you know, and then I t- I love to use the example of uh, Alexa. So I'm down in I'm giving a talk down in uh, uh, North Carolina. Uh, was it was North Carolina. It was in Charlotte. And so I go, I go, I go into the hotel and it was a Marriott. Um, I don't try to bleep out names or anything. It was a Marriott. I go up, get into the room. And I'm getting ready to head to dinner for this meeting. And there's an Alexa sitting in there. It's branded as Marriott, okay, and a Marriott device. I said, I just wrote an op-ed about these blasted things. And I called down to the desk and I said, excuse me, um, I think this is an Alexa in my room. Oh, no, that's the Marriott. And I said, okay, well, the front desk person wouldn't know. And I said, could you send somebody up there? Because it's outside my door now. It's sitting uh, unplugged and wrapped the cord around. It's outside my door. And I wrote an op-ed about going to this in Marriott. We got a little response saying, this is what, you know, Alexa, in my bedroom, in my bedroom. Okay, now, granted, I'm just there by myself. So, you know, not, you know, not, but this is a device that listens 24 hours a day that says, oh, we don't record. We know that's not true because we know that they, in fact, use the recordings to, at the very least, anonymize it and work on their uh, and work on their speech recognition technology. But yeah. it's but but in fact, we know it's not that anonymized because of other incidents that have occurred with these recordings that have been, you know, misdirected or others. So, uh, uh, you know, the the con- certain conversations, uh, you know, should bother you. The Christmas feature that we saw uh, last year, I think it was last Christmas or the year before it was uh, mom's off on a business trip. You got dad running around trying to get the baby off to work. This, this, and, and Alexis saying, Oh, to take the baby to school, take it over there. It's giving all these instructions because they know the calendar. And then at the end it says, Oh, by the way, uh, remember mommy loves you very much. I'm thinking, you know, this is creepy. Do we yeah. want Amazon sitting there inserted into our lives in that way? Amazon makes me uncomfortable. I'm sorry. I, I don't want it. I don't want it at all. Yeah. Um, your story about a Marriott, yeah, kind of, that one really kind of brings home for me. I, I've not encountered that, and I stay at a decent number of, of that hotels. That was the only, time I, uh, the only time I've ever experienced that, Gabriel, was there. Yeah. Only time. And, yeah, and, and I've never seen any place else. And I've stayed at other Marriott's, but that was the only place I've seen it. And I don't know if that was a test yeah. case or whatever, but uh, I'm sure they saw my op-ed. I'm sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's interesting because there's uh, there's someone uh, that that uh, often makes fun of me for not wanting to own one of the like I don't use Siri even I don't I, I just don't like those devices. Um, yeah. I don't use Siri. I don't like Alexa. And they're like, but but you record your voice, you know, twenty times a day. Yeah. You know, I've got a podcast and I and I do public speaking. I'm like, sure, no, I know, but but I don't I don't want that thing listening. I want I, I agree want to, with you. There's a there's a point where it's like remember the old uh, there was the old Jester Potter's, Potter Stewart's uh, uh, definition of pornography in one of the great cases before the Supreme Smart. Court. He says, you know I don't know how to I can't define it but I know it when I see it. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. it, this kind of falls into this category. 
Yes. Yes, it does. I'll know it when I see it. I know a privacy violation when I see it. I don't always know how to define it, but yeah. I know it when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, because that's also a choice, too. I mean, you're talking about you record on other things a day, but it's usually by choice, not when it's well, being 24-7 we, listening to everything. This is the this is the slippery slope, right? right. Is the argument not that you you are making that choice when you purchase the device, sit it on your table and plug it in? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now, my, my mother, who's 97, would say, you know, if you go back, uh, go back into certain, you know, small town America, even further, there was very little that everybody didn't know. They kind of there was, you know, everybody kind of knew what was going on, you know, in, in various areas. But there was also a level of kind of boundaries that you didn't cross. And in a way, when we moved it, you know, as everything morphed into larger cities and all that, there you could be anonymous, you could operate in a, in a, in a more of an anonymous way with great protection. That, that condition has now dissipated and we're back to a kind of everybody knows, mm. but it seems also that that sense of boundaries has been lost. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there is no, you know, when you and I travel, we share information. Yes. Our travel schedules, you know, that database, there's so much data that we, and, uh, I don't even think about that, but it can be tracked. You know, the fact is that if your 911 capability, we don't mind that our devices can track us because if from a 911 standpoint, if we have an emergency, yeah. you want a you want a responder to be able to find you and get right. to you. So there are certain things that, you know, not all privacy, not all lack of privacy is bad. There are good things that come out of it. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is that, even even if it was all meant to be good, there's always going to be use for bad. For anything anything that was good because there's bad people in this world. Right. Well, not only that, but now you've got you know these massive numbers of companies. I mean, it's easy to pick on 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 Facebook. I mean, the the poster child of of uh, oh Tom, uh, I think you mean Meta. I think they're called Meta. No, no, I'm going to call them Facebook. No, <laughs> I'm not no. going with that. I know. Because I will not, that, I will not whole, assist industry Brandy. To obscure uh, all the crap that he's been doing? No. Yep, no that's I'm not exactly why they're doing it. It's yeah. Facebook. And, you know, uh, you know, and so, it, it, you know, no way. I'm not going there. Google Agreed. that. But their business models are to, in fact, go after that. And they're not transparent about it. There's, no, there's no, nothing that, in fact, uh, warns you. If you and I pay a pack of cigarettes, it basically says on that pack of cigarettes, if you smoke these things, they're going to kill you. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's almost, I mean, you can't smoke it with that. If you log into Facebook, it should say, okay, before you go any further, be advised, we're going to get every piece of information about you we can. We're going to use it in ways that you would probably never want us to use it. We don't care. We're going to share it with everybody under the sun because our business model is to sell you because you are my product, okay? And once you come in here, I own you, and I'm going to own your digital world, and I'm going to resell you every place I can for whatever purpose as long as you can get some money. If you want to keep coming, come on in. I'll bet you, know you that would change entry. Yeah. And Gabe, what's the thing that you've said the most on this show about technology that's free? You are yeah. the product. You are the product. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But there's so many people that don't understand that or don't care that. Well, I think it's a combination of both. Uh, yeah. That you know, it's yeah, it is. It's a combination. The reality is, if if you were if you and I were to if you and I kind of arrived in the car together at a parking lot going into an office or something, and we're walking into the office and there was like one I don't know wrapper or paper cup laying in there, you'd probably we'd probably pick it up. You know, it's sitting there. You'd see the trash. You'd pick it up. You know, you'd keep going. Yeah. You drop it in the trash can as you go in there. If you arrive there and it's littered, it's covered with crap everywhere. You'd sit there and say, "I don't know where to start. <laughs> I don't have time. Yeah. I, I I can't be cleaning all day today here, picking up every piece of paper." It's a certain little little bit like that. If there's one thing we could do, we you know you could you could probably compartmentalize it and say, "Okay, great. Uh, I can deal with this." But there's so many avenues of attack, so many places, you know, yeah. that, you know, every app you download, every, uh, every, every, the first thing you download an app, you go on to buy something. The first thing we want to know is, will you give us your location so we can so serve you better? You know, every, you know, geolocation tracking, you know, your, your listeners, all of us disable that whenever you can, or if you have to utilize it 
for that particular purpose, leave it on, get it done and turn it off. <laughs> you know, if you, you know, but these are the things, uh, massive privacy uh, education needs to take place for people out there today. Yeah. And some, by the way, won't care. Some will not care. It's true. You know, I, uh, I have a question for you, Tom, and this is this is something we ask a lot of our guests um, just to get a different viewpoint on how they think. Um, if you only had a hundred dollar budget uh, to use on, let's say, a new data security or privacy program um, for a company, uh, where would you start? For a company, okay, not an individual. For a company. What I would say is I hope you've got a better budget for your legal uh, department because you're going to be spending an awful lot of time uh, defending your legal challenges in legal court. I hope your legal budget's a whole lot bigger, okay, <laughs> a whole lot bigger. And so that would be my great advice. And I would also uh, tell the board of directors that I really hope they've got great DNO insurance, okay? I hope you got really good DNO insurance because you guys are not going to be able to escape uh, responsibility and liability for these violations. So with that caveat said, if you were $100, I'd probably put it towards a fund to get a good recruiter or a good chief privacy officer to start. <laughs> it's put it for a fund. If you're a company and you only hundred bucks, put it in a fund, but make sure that your legal budget is really well funded because you're going to have a problem. That's, that's my, my answer. Now for an individual, if you only had hundred bucks, I would fire back a question saying, well, are you active in the digital space? They'd say, yes. Do you care about your privacy? Yes. You still only have a hundred bucks? Yes. Okay, well maybe buy IDX Privacy, our product that'll help you, but then go down and get yourself a good bottle of scotch because you're gonna need <laughs> something to help heal all the things that you're gonna find out about that's out there as you start learning about what we tell you you've exposed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> just straight no rocks just exactly straight. i'm yeah. just being a that was probably a little bit irreverent but no no mixer either you, you you only have enough for idx and no and the scotch no no mixers well at least it's not like vodka straight that would be uh that'd be worse yeah in my opinion. um so i'm curious where, where do you where do you think we're heading um, prediction wise, what's your prediction for 2022 and beyond when it comes to um, privacy and, and where it's kind of heading into. And it, you know, you can either say where it's going, do you like the direction it's going in or do you feel like it should go in a different direction? I think the direction it's there to a certain extent, it's like an avalanche. Yeah. Th this is moving in a direction that, you know, the, the it's, it's energy itself is going to, is going to continue that direction. There's no, right. nothing. And so you're going to see uh, from an industry standpoint, uh, you know, the meta, you know, we'll call meta what he's trying to do there. The intersection of all these different data points and data gathering points and, and augmented reality and everything that's going in that direction is creating more and more opportunity to mine and get better uh, better data and better uh, it, it better models of any individual, any 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 individual down to a very incredibly unique and personal level. Uh, all these things are going because, in fact, we're the product. Uh, Gabe, as you said, we are the product, uh, and uh, they will continue to how to optimize that product. Um, I think there will be increases. Uh, of these violations where we're hopefully going to see a better understanding. The, da the, uh, the data surveys out there indicate that people are getting more and more alert to the privacy violations that are occurring out there. Uh, I think there's an increased dialogue around privacy regulations in, in Congress. Uh, I hear it all the time in the conversations. And, uh, and so whether or not we ever see anything, how long it'll take, or if we will see something with teeth coming out of it, you know, uh, I think California CCPA, uh, GDPR, mm -hmm. we're going to see that spread. Maybe we'll probably see some level of a, a national law or something regulation. So yeah. we're going to see that movement. But more importantly than that, individuals need to get up to speed because this, this, this wave is here. This flood yeah. has arrived at our doorsteps. I mean, Facebook now, it, it used to be Google Glasses. The nerdy little glasses you knew were trying to, you know, to to uh, 
you know, record you and get an image of you. Now Facebook has gone and made a deal with Ray-Ban. Ray-Ban. I used to like my Ray-Ban Wayfarers, you know, the Blues Brothers, okay? Yeah. Those black. I mean, I'm sorry. Ray-Ban, I'm not, you know, I, you're not in my house anymore. You know, <laughs> no, no, no way. Yeah. Because now you've partnered up with one of the great, you know, with the peeping Zuck to go out there and, in fact, have somebody walking down the street with these very stylish glasses that are looking at you. And who knows what else they can connect to to yep. invade personally your privacy as they're looking at you, knowing that sure. a picture, a vi an image being connected into the Internet that's right there in your glasses, your sunglasses. That's scary. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't you even know, know that was that happened. I didn't know they oh, partnered yeah. with them. Look into that. Facebook and, and Ray-Ban. I thought it was Apple, but I was corrected. It was Facebook. That would have been interesting so, if it was Apple. but No, well, um, yeah. You no, know, it wouldn't. I mean, Apple's been a very stylish. They would come up with their own glasses. I don't think they'd go to Ray-Ban. Uh, Apple would create their, the, you know, their their own very stylish Apple glasses. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. If there's if there's one one thing, Tom, that uh, you could help our listeners just think about um, when it comes to fixing your security privacy, uh, what's thing? What's one thing that you would want to give um, to fix personal privacy and to also fix company privacy. Okay, let's let's start with uh, personal privacy. You know, I, I'm, I'm unfortunately I'm not going to answer the one thing. It's it's the whole list of what I call hygiene. You know, uh, privacy hygiene, security hygiene. You know, start off with the obvious thing: password, password security. Make making sure that the passwords you use. You know, aren't it the name of your dog, your wife, your kids' birthdays? You know, all the things that are obvious like that. You know. You, you know, have good sound password, password hygiene and, and change them on a regular basis. Change them. Uh, secondly, be cautious about what you how you communicate over over various networks. You know, unsecured public networks are dangerous and uh, and people uh, need to do, you know, sitting in your local Starbucks or things like that and using uh, doing your, uh, you know, doing your banking in there. Not a good idea. So uh, using secure networks, having a VPN. Okay, using a VPN on a basis like that, um, being very aware of what your geolocation settings are on any device or any application that you utilize, geolocation services on that, being very careful about what information you link together, where it says sign in by Facebook and things like that, avoid those invitations. Those invitations that come up like that are never meant to make your life easy. They are meant to, in fact, extract data from you. That's what they are all designed to do. And then lastly, just be very alert to the information you put out there on that, knowing that anything you share, anything you share is going to, in fact, be public. And I'd say I'm taking it a step further because in light of this Instagram, some of these, some of the products that are out there today that are saying that they can circumvent the privacy settings on Instagram. Well, this is just an indicator that Instagram security, you know, we're going to see an increase amount of these kinds of products that are intended to circumvent security on uh, on all these platforms. So almost any information you put out there, be aware that it's whether you think it's private, private and only being shared in a small circle, it's likely to be public. So these are the things, you know, that's kind of, and I don't want people to say literally to feel like everybody's out to get them, you know, get you. There's some of that that's going on. This is the world we live in. You can still go for a walk. You know, it used to be times you, you're going for the walk in, in, a, in a very, in, in a very simple, you know, out in the idyllic forest or on the ocean side, you know, your safety still can be imperiled if there's rough surf, if, uh, if you're walking at, at twilight in, in an area, which is habited by mountain lions and other kinds. I mean, I'm an outdoors person. I was a climber. I mean, there are still things that are dangers when you're enjoying those things, which are completely afar from the digital world. Uh, can I, can I say the digital Tom, world presents very unique stuff. You, you qualified that not everyone's out to get you, but I do think it's important to, to remember and recognize that as we talk about our digital privacy, corporations are not people, right? Like they are under no obligation to, to act morally. And so it is, it is in my opinion, anyway, safer to assume 
that if the mission of, of a corporation that collects my data is to increase shareholder value, it's safe to assume they're out to get me. That's absolutely correct, Gabe. You're 100% correct. That every, every digital platform today, it's easy to pick on Facebook. It's easy to pick on Google. It's easy to pick on Amazon. I mean, any one of these, but all of them, all of them, even the small digital apps, they are in business of gathering and harvesting data. And, and even the apps that you think I'm using that are just, how could anything of harm come to me? Do you remember the story that was in the Wall Street Journal? I want to say now coming up on three years, it was two years, might be two years, of the Women's Health App, okay, which was designed to help women manage their health care. And in particular, some of the reproductive, you know, uh, uh, women who are planning, trying to have children and things like, you know, very personal, incredibly personal stuff. It was being scraped and mined by Facebook in that and shared in these communities. This is, you know, talk about this is the kinds of things when I hear that, that make your skin crawl, you know, in terms of, of what it's, you know, it makes your skin crawl. And so when, when you look at, uh, you know, you know, Mr. Zuckerberg and his product and his company there, uh, there was a time there was a time that, that some of that activity in person would have got you in jail. Okay. I'll yep. just put it like that. Yep. But it's 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 creepy and it's sleazy. And it's that simple. You hear that? You hear that, Zuckerberg? Actually, it's it's hard to hear. He's standing on a stack of dollar bills so high. <laughs> yeah. You hear you. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it is, it is. So look, I think it's also worth repeating. It's easy to pick on, on Zuck, right? And it's easy to pick on Facebook. Um, but but least we not forget that there's, there's some aspiring technology platform that doesn't even know it will become Facebook one day. Yeah. Right? It doesn't have that aspiration, but it, it has that capability. And, uh, and we should be mindful of that. And but so and you That's asked true. two parts, personal, the individual and the company, the mm -hmm. company uh, 94. And then we're going to shift into security. Uh, 95% of all breaches are still occurring through phishing. 95%. So increasing, increasing the internal diligence and education on phishing, uh, uh, being very cautious about the use your own device, uh, uh, bring your own device at the, at the office, especially with the intersection of remote work during COVID mm -hmm. and, uh, and, the, and, the, and the expansion of all these uh, personal devices that are hooking into uh, into corporate networks. Now, some networks have been very, some companies have been very advanced in controlling that act, those access points and managing that. Good for them because, in fact, ransomware attacks, as we all know, have never been higher and they're still going through the roof uh, and they're going to continue. This year, our company will probably manage about a thousand breaches. Our company alone, a thousand breaches, and that's up from about three hundred and fifty a couple of years ago. Wow. Okay. To put it to put it in, uh, you know, where we're managing these breaches, and some of these are pretty darn, darn big breaches. So, mm -hmm. uh, and so, and most of these are occurring through uh, through phishing attacks, uh, getting getting access to someone's credentials or otherwise uh, through these. And the phishing attacks are getting more and more sophisticated all the time. Yep. You guys know this. Uh, we've seen it. Things that you know, it's almost impossible. Very very difficult, but not impossible getting increasingly right. challenging to identify the fish fishing attack, but certainly not, you know, if you hover over it, you do a few little things, you, you can, uh, you know, you can get pretty adept at, at spotting these, but that's, that's what I'd say for the end, for the, for the, uh, for the uh, uh, company. And I'd say for in 2022, a company that doesn't have a chief privacy officer, they better be thinking about it. Even if it's somebody who is, uh, who's handling a, uh, they might have multiple duties in a smaller company, but like somebody needs so. Yep. Yeah, somebody needs to be assigned. Somebody needs to be assigned as the chief privacy officer because I think we're going to see an increase in lawsuits over these uh, over these kinds of uh, uh, some of these things that are quote privacy violations that may be on the verge of uh, of uh, on the edge of whether or not it's a security violation. So, for example, Robinhood had that quote breach. That mm -hmm. came in the form. It sure it sounds like that somebody fished a Robinhood customer, and acted in a you know like they were Robinhood to get them to explode, exchange their 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 credentials 
to be able to go in and, and, and do that. Well, you know, is that a is that a security breach? Is it, yeah, is it a privacy breach? I mean, what is it? Who owns it? Who's responsible? I think we're going to see a lot of that stuff morphing together uh, as time goes on here, being hard to identify the difference between privacy and security. Well, you know, we've discussed it a ton in the show before. It's why the show is called Privacy, Please. And we 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 live at that intersection of data security and privacy. You can't you can't legitimately have privacy without security. Sadly, you can't have you can't have some elements of security without privacy, but that's uh that's not the direction we're moving in. That that is backwards, not forwards. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point about the the chief privacy officer. You see it, um, I see it in, you know. Some of the companies, usually it's the larger ones that um, are either forward thinking, proactively um, having that approach. But um, hopefully, I think we will see more and more of that position to become more relevant to a lot of companies, even smaller ones. Well, health healthcare probably was one of the start one of the biggest first areas that started focusing as a result uh, result of HIPAA. Okay, but we're going to see other kinds of. You know, CCPA, GDPR, we're going to see, and I want to say there's about a half, a, maybe a dozen other states that are either have CCPA, California's standard, or something that they're moving towards it or something. And right. I think we're going to see an increase in these focus. But healthcare has had that for uh, that focus for a while now. And uh, and financial services seem to have moved into the security and, and they morph. You know, Gabe, you hit it right on the head. You can't have privacy without security. And uh and so, you know, things like multi-factor authentication, uh, that you know, you know, secondary, th- all the different methodology methodologies for for accessing networks. This has got to be commonplace. This has got to be the norm. Uh, you know, a company that's not doing that is, is is exposing themselves. You know, you bring up a good point that had me thinking about, um, you know, the health system. Because from my understanding, uh, most hospitals, most most health systems are usually pretty outdated still today. Um, I wonder if that could be uh, an advantage or a disadvantage, um, because when they actually finally, you know, upgrade to more um, technology that's today, because I know that a lot of hospitals still use beepers. um, But I mean, is that a disadvantage or an advantage when it comes to privacy? Because when they if they're staying in that older technology, I don't know. I'm just kind of going off the, the cuff here, but. I think uh, off the cuff, it's probably both. I'll bet you there's times it's an advantage, uh, you know, you know, because the data is harder to access and transmit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, before you had before you had the integrated data systems on patient records and other things that could put, you know, barriers and locks around them and things like that, that stuff was sitting around on note charts and things like that. So, you know, I, I think. My my guess is it was it's probably a little of both, but going to these integrated systems, if people were to use them properly, set up the appropriate security, I gotta believe it's better. If if in fact yeah. it's being if they're if they're adhering and not violating uh, their own standards and the principles and their include, but I'd still bet you if I walk through a hospital, and I've spent you know I spent some time volunteering in hospitals where I'll bet you if I still went through a hospital going to a nurse's station, I'd be willing to bet you 20 bucks that I'd find a password under the keyboard of some, you know, you know, you know, this is Post-its all everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Or, or someplace under the chair, you know, under the chair, you know, I'm dead serious. I'll I mean, you'll you, see I'm that. Sure in, you'll see that in most offices nowadays. You'll yeah. still see that. That's still Absolutely. a problem, which is. Absolutely. It's crazy to think about knowing, you know, we have programs that like password keeper and things that you can you know, be securely um, safe, keeping all that stuff instead of writing it down and putting it all over your screen for everybody in the office, knowing who walks through there. Um, in fact, for, for IDX's, uh, our privacy product, you get you get a VPN, you get a you get a, a search capability to go search and see what your data is out in the you know the network who's got the data brokers what kind of data you can automatic you can automate the re, the re, removing that data from those data brokers uh, per you know sending those requests and monitoring its removal yeah uh, you also have a password manager in there that allow you to you know manage to look up your passwords to manage them you know it's a, it's just essentially a tool toolkit in one place to to uh to manage your privacy is, you know, and we're, we're going to add products to that over the year. Yeah. That's exciting. Well, well, I guess while we're on the topic, uh, is there anything that you want to bring up before I get to our last segment? 
um, to wrap us up. Um, anything that you want to bring up that we haven't touched on or that you wanted to talk about with what's exciting for IDX coming next year? Well, in terms of what's exciting for IDX, we really, we think we're in the right place. <laughs> we, you yes. know, we started talking privacy uh, long before it happened. We've got good products out there that pull together. That you know, We didn't think any one product really was enough for privacy. We wanted to make it simple for somebody to have a suite in front of them and say, hey, yeah, I know I already got a VPN or I got this and that. Well, if you haven't, we can give you an easy place to get it all in one place. And we're going to add features as the as the uh, as the year goes on. We've got a great easy to use platform, so we can push out uh, features on a regular basis. But uh, but I think what's next for your listeners again for your listeners, just sit back and think about what they want the world to know. Okay, and some of it you don't care. Okay, you don't. It's okay, uh, and some of it you just simply can't control given the fact you're going to live in the digital world. But you sure can be alert to uh, just how much personal information you share over and over again about you, about your children, about your family members, that you don't want people putting together these profiles, because that's the ultimate directive, is how can I put a profile together of Gabe, of Cabron, of Tom, that literally gives me a very complete whole picture of who you are, so I can, in fact, sell you product, sell your information to others who can then sell you product, do studies, analytics, everything on you. And COVID has accelerated a lot of this because of our retreat to the homes, our retreat away from in-person activities. Mm-hmm. You know, everything we buy now, all the stuff that comes delivered to the, uh, you know, everything on Instacart, your whole diet. Everything that you, your little uh, code that you put in at Safeway and others to get your discounts off everything in there. Is anybody going to determine sometime that, well, Tom had too many bags of spicy nachos last year, and maybe we ought to, maybe we ought to change uh, his, uh, his rating on his health care. You know, you know, it's, uh, it's (laughs) interesting. Well, I think we should do our last segment, Gabe. What do you think? I believe it is about that time, my friends. It's time to go into places that Tom Kelly doesn't usually explore in public. It's time to leave the proverbial blinds up, if you would. Oh, my goodness, Gabe. (laughs) You guys better be careful what you ask for. (laughs) That's what I like to hear. Um, We've seen things out here. We're prepared. (laughs) We're prepared. Yeah, we're prepared. Um. Tom, if you could only choose one song to play every time you walked into a room for the rest of your life, what song would that be? One song I could play for the rest of my life. Remember, you could be walking into a room where everyone's happy. Maybe the room everyone's sad. What's one song do you pick? (laughs) Oh, how about All Creatures of Our God and King. All righty, there you go. There you go. Okay. Written, written uh, the Canticle of the Sun, uh, written by Francis of Assisi. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my song. There you go. I like it. Are are we doing that in in Gregorian chant or or just straight in? Any way you like. (laughs) I think it's a beautiful song and it's just that great song about creation. Yeah. yeah, There you go. Right on. I like it. What is your biggest pet peeve? Pet peeve. So that's something that grinds uh, your gears. Something that, as they say, is that that something that falls into the category of, you know, don't sweat the small stuff and everything's the small stuff? Or is it the, uh, or when you say pet peeve, or it could be a big deal? Something that maybe uh, that kind of either annoys you. It could be something small. Yeah, something that gets gets to you that, you know, like, you know, right now, you know, but number thing that annoys me more than anything else, I have to admit, is all the woke cancel culture crap, mm-hmm. because I believe in dialogue. I thought, you know, I've always believed that you should be able to talk about anything as long as you just pe- treat somebody with respect. You know, you mm-hmm. can disagree. Just talk about anything. That's so you know, true. Anything. Any That's why I love anything. Yeah. And, but you... just treat somebody with respect, you know. You know, words can't hurt me. You know, just I just want to, you know, be sensitive. I'm so tired of people trying to uh, what I call eliminate 
dialogue because yep. bad things happen when people don't talk. I mean, I just know that people, bad things happen in marriages, in relationships, in everything under the sun. When people are talking, generally better things happen. That's yeah. just what you I'm glad you said that. That's great. Um, I, it's, I have a, a lot of respect for Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle uses his platform to basically talk exactly about that. And his last special, which was called Closer, um, basically his whole point was the cancer culture. And it's actually doing exactly what he said it would do because of it. Um, and it's just, it's funny that one of his quotes is talking about you know, just because two people disagree on something doesn't mean that they have to hate each other or um, it's, no. it's, it's, it's sad that, that our world has come to, to what it has. Um, Not all locker rooms are good locker rooms, but I spent a lot of time in the locker room to late my, my, you know, my, uh, I played, played rugby till I was 49. I played major amateur baseball. I played all these, you know, a lot of crappy things are said in a locker room and things like that. And, and, and they can be, and they can hurt and people get pissed at each other. But then you yeah. go out and take the field and you're 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 battling side by side. And that has a way of, you know, coming back and revisiting, you know, I'm sorry, this happens. People rebuild, you know, some locker rooms are worse than others, but uh, I've had some pretty seen some pretty crappy conversations there that seem to get a way to get worked out eventually, eventually, yeah. because you're going out in a common way to to tackle something, to to win a game, to do something together, you know? Yeah. And uh uh, so anyway, that's just, I, I just, yeah. I, I, my biggest peeve right now is this attempt to, to cancel conversation and dialogue. That's a good one. Um, so what's your, what's your uh, toilet paper situation at the, at the household? Um, when you guys put your toilet, 6,458 paper roll, rolls and I'm not sure I got enough. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> no, the physical, uh, when you put it on the roll, order more toilet paper. Oh yeah. In fact, we got to shut this down guys, because now that you got me thinking about it, I got to go on Amazon right now or get over to Costco. <laughs> go to go to Costco. Yeah. Costco is the way to go. Uh, is, is the toilet paper when you grab it, is it, um, from the top or from the bottom? There's only two people, two kinds of people in this world. There's only what two kind of, kinds of people in this world. What kind of, what kind of person are you, Tom? kind that says, what's to toilet paper? And you got a bigger issue. But the, <laughs> the, yeah. no. Oh, I'd say, uh, I'd say the top, it comes down from the top. There you go. Judges will allow that. I think that's the, but you know, I may, in fact, I may try to do a little survey over the next uh, couple of weeks at various locations and see if I can come up with a model. And if I can do it, I might try to write an op-ed on that. Okay. Hey, I'd I'd, I'd be interested to see what the, what the percentages are. (laughs) Um, Here's a fun question for you. Um, If you could, um, if you could cast anyone, any famous actor to play, your life, your movie, um, who would play you and what type of uh, genre would your movie be? Good. You know, that's the one you should ask my family (laughs) (laughs) because you'd probably get a lot of different opinions on that. Uh, (laughs) Who would I like to play me? Uh, You know, it's funny. It's, you, you always have this image of yourself is that uh, I've always liked Clint Eastwood. Mm. See, you I know? can see that. I could see but, that. But, but I was going to say Robert Redford. But uh, also uh, could see that. But he's a, uh, but Clint's a lot taller than I am. Okay. Okay. You wouldn't know uh, that from watching you sit in that chair. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's one of the Gabe. That's one of the advantages of Zoom. You know. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Hold it, hold Tom it. could uh, have no pants on right now. We don't exactly, well, exactly. That's one of the disadvantages. Cameron, TMI. PMI. That's all, all I right. gotta say. Okay. Sorry. But no, uh, <laughs> let's say uh let's see the uh I would say I would wit I would like it to be Clint Eastwood, uh, but you know, my family would probably say Rodney Dangerfield. I don't know. Oh, Rodney that's Dang- a good, that's good one. one though. That's a great Rodney one. Rodney Dangerfield's awesome. <laughs> I'll take Rodney, yeah, yeah. No, Addy Shack you know, Rodney Dangerfield. Back to school, yeah, yeah. Nice. That's a good one. Um, let's see, one more, one more question, and we can wrap it up. I guess. Well, if you if you had to choose, um, if you could pick one superpower, um, what would it be, and why why would you choose that superpower? 
Well, the obvious one is if I could have a superpower that could just calm some of the nerves and attitudes that we encounter. Mm. I'd love to be able to do that. That's a hell of a superpower. That's a good there's, just so much, there's just so much um, negativity and uh, hate. Negativity on so many different attitude uh, areas. And we just need to be a little softer, kinder, and more alert to one another. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and not just a little, a lot more. But, uh, but that would be, if that superpower, I'm not sure that would sell very well on Marvel. Oh, this is the kindly, <laughs> gentler uh, superhero that just makes you feel better about yourself. But, you know, maybe that wouldn't be a, you know, that probably wouldn't sell a lot of comics, but um, that would be my pick. That's a good one, though, because that's, you basically made up a superpower. Yeah. Um, In fact, that's a- I went out, I went out, I went to a Halloween get together. I went over and saw uh, a couple of my grandkids uh, and someone said, what's your, what's your, uh, what's your uh, costume? I said, Superman. They said, well, that's not Superman. I said, oh, no, no, there's no emergency yet. So I'm just dressed like our <laughs> cat. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's always an easy way to go. <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. It, that didn't work. That that didn't work. That explanation kind of felt. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not. Not how old were the kids? Because they probably didn't appreciate it. That's probably why. Well, they they thought it was a good explanation, but their parents who oh who, you know, they, nah, they, they, said, they 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 threw a flag on me on that one. <laughs> of course they would. Well, I mean, I, I think that says a lot about you, Tom, um, with with your superpower answer. So. Um, I think we'll end it with that. And I, I really, I just wanted to close it out with, you know, thanking you for taking the time to come on the show and to express uh, your opinions and uh, you know, your take on privacy and security and really appreciate what you're doing uh, over at IDX. And um, thank you again for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. I, I actually enjoyed it. Where are you guys, where are you, where, where are you guys connecting in from? Um, I'm in Portland. I live in North. Uh, I go back and forth between Portland and the Bay area. And uh, where are you guys? We're down in the St. Pete, Tampa area, both of us. Uh, oh, cool. fact, yeah, Cam's on the Tampa side of the, the bridge. I'm on the St. Pete side of the bridge. So, so mm-hmm. down there with that Brady boy, huh? We're down yep. there with that Brady boy. Yeah, yeah. He's down here. He's down here bringing a whole lot I used of... To, I, wa- I used to watch him play in uh, high school. Ah, really? No yeah, That's he went cool. to Sarah High School in San Mateo, in San Mateo, Sarah High School. And my buddy's, uh, my buddy's friend was the tight end on that team. Were, Please uh, tell me he was at least an ugly kid, right? Just, just if even if he wasn't, just tell me <laughs> he was at least an ugly kid, right? Yeah, I know. He no, was. He, he was a uh, yeah. He, he was, was always good looking. He was a good, solid high school quarterback who mm-hmm. just keep gotten better and better and better. You know, he goes yeah. to Michigan. You know, he wasn't. You know, I knew I watched it. You know, I, I we followed him at Michigan because you know you yeah. knew a local kid and uh, and uh, he got better and better at Michigan and then he goes to Patriots. He's just gotten better and better and better. He's you know that's the one I think the most remarkable thing about him is that he seems to have just always kept improving. Well, it know? shows his work ethic too. Yeah, and, and he's super smart. I mean, you got to be as smart as as nails to have to be a, a good quarterback. And then obviously athleticism helps, but he's not, he's like the least athletic quarterback amongst so many quarterbacks, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's all about so, preparation and yeah. So that's, uh, that's, uh, that's great. So Tampa, that's a, a great place. Yeah. It's great down here. Weather's really nice right now. Can't there complain. It's been in the 60s, right 70s, now. low 70s. You find yourself great. in this part of town. You give us a call. We'll, uh, We'll make sure that we we go stalk Brady over a cold one. <laughs> you know something? Be careful what you say because I do come in out of Florida, and if I do, I might take you up on that. Anyone who Thank knows you. us and knows me that knows that's a serious offer. Just yeah, mm-hmm. you you say the word. And that's a serious who knows offer. Me knows that when you make an offer like that, I, I, <laughs> I may accept. He's already he's already booking his flights. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm putting okay. cold ones in the fridge now. <laughs> Sounds good, guys. Hey, look, I all really right. enjoyed this. Take care of yourself. Uh, have a have a wonderful and safe holiday season. Tom, all the be best. If there are any big updates with IDX, be sure to let us know. I'm sure the, the audience would love to hear about it. Um, we'll be in touch. We will. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Tom. I just wanted to thank all of you out there for tuning in each and every week. And to all of our amazing guests for coming on. I, I know that there are millions of other shows and It means the world to have you with us on this journey. We are so grateful that you choose to listen to us each and every week. If you like the show, tell a friend, have them tell their friends, 
and then make maybe make some new friends along the way uh, so we can continue to spread the word and keep learning together. Let's protect what matters most. And by the way, DJ, can you go ahead and drop that outro beat and keep it classy? We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs>